0: all right everybody welcome back flipping mats waiting flats josh here joe's a little absent this week but we have our uh, standard fill in mikey g what's up guys what's up guys i'm the one-legged stepchild that keeps coming back <laughs> hey it's a good thing hey it's a good thing we ain't getting royalties off this yet i think we gotta cut you in <laughs> yeah i'll take half of nothing dude
1: Let's talk <laughs> that's right and you and- so. but uh
0: but no, for real, uh, back again Wednesday here at Fish Tackle Marine. Will Laws, shout out to you. Thanks for letting us host again, man. What's up, Will? But if anybody in the San Antonio or surrounding areas hadn't been by yet, definitely come, come and check out Will's shop, Fish Tackle Marine on Austin Highway. He's got a lot of good stuff in here, and he's just a good dude to sit back and talk fishing with too. So Come in and
2: uh, have a church service with us on a Wednesday right. night at That's Fish right. Tackle That's right, Wednesday Marine. night, happy it's hour. So nice it's soul night
0: with
3: so- Mr. Will Laws. Oh.
0: that's right that's right all right man so we got an interesting topic i think we're going to talk about today mikey we uh yeah oh man i'm trying to kind of came
2: up with uh brad one of uh will's regulars that we normally bump into here yeah exactly we're gonna we're gonna have to name
0: this one uh well like tom cruise risky business but it's gonna be fish fishing business this,
2: this is fishy business. this
0: is dude. fishy business this right here fishy
2: business we were talking with one of will's customers and we were talking about how basically well we started talking about the elites and how certain guys stick around for a while and you get the old guys or, or the guys who are good been around for a long time for certain reasons and you just find these people that um, how did you word it josh they have a callous knees and <laughs> <laughs> callous, callous knees and soft lips <laughs> yeah and that's how they, they they stay on tour maybe and you know maybe we're just being haters but it's just we just talking about how the fishing industry has changed
0: no it has changed a bunch i mean i remember and and i know a lot of fishing guys that listen to other podcasts and stuff you know they talk about how back in the day you know we didn't know anything about the fishing industry till it either came out in bassmaster magazine yep. or the flw magazine yep or the fishing shows you would watch on saturday and sunday morning
2: or we wake up every morning and check texas fishing forum and Tex- seeing what lake was hot let's see if anybody's posting fixtures from hey. falcon let's see what the tournament results were so yeah texas fishing forum was the old instagram maybe it right? was if it was even, like right? the og yeah you
0: know uh, it was the og place to get information yeah In a little more real time
2: than waiting for some
0: kind of print or tv or something like that to come out
2: exactly because you're still waiting on bass pro or you know the elite series to put together their tournament video that you know it's going to air a month after the the classic happens yeah because even (laughs) even before you know
0: bassmaster and mlf and stuff started doing the live coverage yeah i mean even i think the soonest they ever got it was a week late yeah so, you know, yeah, they would put all their stuff together
2: for a week. And, and I was exaggerated not a month, but it was well, literally you would the classic. would If you went to the classic, like which we did before, before the time of social media, before, yeah. before the YouTube era, before everybody was uploading everything in real time to the cloud. Right. Mm-hmm. We went to it. We went to the 2011 Bassmaster Classic and then we waited. The following weekend to be able to see the coverage and that's the one that kvd won and even that was even some of our topics that was like brendan Polinick's uh his first classic after he had won that federation that was his major. coming out party exactly so we're, we're definitely dating ourselves right now right for sure about <laughs> how old we are and how long we've been following in bass fishing um but you know even talking about that well Polinick is one of the first people that kind of did the whole thing where he just started having cameras following him everywhere he went. And I remember seeing it and I was like, dude, this guy, is this, is he a, the new, like, is it's like a rock star kind of vibe? You know, he literally had a camera crew with him. And then he just started that thing where you saw everything he was doing, every tournament, his personal life, all of it, you know? He,
0: he was definitely one of the first professional stars. Sure. Because he truly is a star. I he mean, is. he is the... Uh, I mean you you compare him to other sports. I mean, he is the LeBron James, he's the Tiger Woods, sure. he's the you know the,
2: they call him the prodigy because he was exactly. from Idaho. Like how does this guy how does he know how to fish so good? Yeah, yeah. You how know? do you
0: bass fish in Idaho? I yeah, mean, yeah. apparently there's really good smallmouth fishing in Idaho, True. but you Even know Joe
2: talks about that. Joe talks about you know the, the going up to Idaho and yeah, really good Idaho and fishing,
0: Washington you know? and stuff like that. Well, what's funny is the year of I think it was COVID. 2020 or 2019 I don't remember but one of those years Bassmaster was talking about going back out west again okay and they were going to do a tournament like at Lake Havasu or in either Arizona and California but then they were going to go up to the Columbia River in Washington oh wow and everybody was talking about how the smallmouth fishing's off the yeah, hook up there but nice. they never made it I, like I said I think it was COVID Cold or something here. yeah mess some that. stuff up but uh that would have been really cool to see and i think it would have shed a light on you know the type
2: of fishing that's up there that, in the
0: northwest part of the united
2: states and you're right i guess unless you're looking for it, you don't really see any many fishing shows being shot in that area of the country usually we're at the great lakes we're at erie yeah and um, all, we're up in canada you And know, all or, the
0: all the fishing shows you see from the northwest up there they have some bass fishing shows every now and then but I mean, they fish for everything up there. I mean, they're salmon fishing exactly. and they're That's trout fishing,
2: and it's you know usually it's, the fishing shows that come from that side of the country is kind of like your in fishing show where they do a little bit of bass in fishermen fishing. they yeah, do a little bit fishing. of everything. Yeah, they're all in the aluminum deep V boats. Because yeah, it's really windy up there. These super deep, clear lakes, and well, then they're fishing for multi species. For the for the time.
0: longest time, when anybody mentioned Idaho to me, the only thought of fishing that came to my mind was a potato. No. <laughs> No, no, but going to the Snake River and Mm -hmm. catching the big sturgeon because they have those big sturgeon up there. That's what everybody. That was the thought that came to my mind when someone said, "Hey, you want to go fishing in Idaho? Yeah, yeah." You what? You sturgeon fishing? You know, I never thought about smallmouth bass
2: or anything like that. Or the next superstar of bass fishing, you know, that was going to kind of rule from that 2010, 2011 after he won the federation. I mean, the guy went on a tear and, you know, he had that hero story as well, right? Like he slept in the back of his, he called it, the, he, he coined the Tundra here. Yes. It? And again, I'm sure he wasn't the first one that had cameras around or was shooting a YouTube video or the first one to sleep in his truck. I mean, God, how, how many of us have slept in a in the driveway at, at um where do, we, where do we go and spend the night all the time? The power plant lake out? They Fayette. Fayette. Like how many times have you slept in that driveway? Dude, you know I, mean?
0: I can remember my buddy kevin Lasard, little yeah. kevin i remember he and i leaving san antonio whenever i think i'd get off work or he'd get off work we'd leave san antonio at like 11 o'clock at night yeah we would drive down to the choke <laughs> And we would just park outside the gate, the gate yeah. and we would just sleep, sleep in, the in the truck, truck. till the yeah. gate opened in the that's morning.
2: When, that's when we were broke, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So again, he didn't coin that. He, I mean, he wasn't the first one to sleep in his truck. I'm sure on tour, but he was the superstar that brought it to light. He was the one that really had, made
0: it publicized. Yeah,
2: exactly. So he had the viewing power to to kind of tell the stories and talk about the Tundra Suites, and uh, and that was also the time of the iPhone, where even before he was known, he was recording it all back in those days yes. before any of us were watching it. Yeah. So he, uh, but then he demanded respect because he was not just a, a like a social guy he was a damn good fisherman yeah he was he was, was, he was getting it done sure that first classic he fished uh, right next to kvd and i think came in third or something like that I yeah know, it was top 10 for sure and i think it was probably top five
0: and i think something weird happened in that classic too like one of the days I think he only weighed in four fish or yeah. three
2: fish or something like yeah, that yeah. the first day Exactly, and still ended up. Yeah, I think that was the, that was the that, that the drama about that is that if he would have had a fifth fish, he would have won that class. Yeah. Or it would have
0: been really, really close. Real close. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, KVD tore it up. Uh, he won that one. Um, and that was one of the things like you were, we were talking about the fishing industry changes like and even we take it back to the one of the first grades, we started talking about Rick Klun. But what is the difference in how the fishing industry has changed in the sense that, you know, when Rick Klun was doing it, yeah, he had a vest with a couple of patches of his sponsors and stuff. But, you know, after his first, you know, tournament win or classic win, he got to go home and either spend time, I don't know that much about him, but maybe spend time with his family or eat some dinner, get a good night's sleep. But he wasn't at 11 p.m., like, hey guys, I'm a wreck. Uh, we're going live right now. Like I can't sleep tonight, and I got to get. So I, I got to answer two thousand text messages and three thousand DMs on across my social networks. Like the pressure on these guys to do well is is a lot different uh, because of what the industry has done. So if you want to kind of talk about like some of the sales parts of the industry, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, because I mean,
0: you know, fishing as a whole.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't matter
0: what kind of fishing you do. It don't matter if you're a bass professional. It don't matter if you're a, a guide down at the coast like I am. Yeah. I mean, social media has taken over the world of bass fishing. Sure. And I, I own a lodge, too. You know, yeah. plug, plug my Casa
2: Pescador down. on. Yeah, the, down the, at the, Falcon.
0: Falcon Lake, I like- mean, anybody that wants to go fishing at Falcon... Hit us up on the podcast
2: or whatever. We'll give you the information for Mike's uh, house that he's got down there. But but yeah, social media like that place doesn't really get rocking unless I'm posting stuff and keeping it current. And when I don't, the the my stays go down. When I stay on top of it, I, I catch a good one down there. A friend goes down there, catches a good one. If I don't post that and pump my place up, like somebody else is getting that stay that is doing that work. You know? yeah,
0: exactly. And it's just it has gotten to the point to where truly being a professional fisherman mm-hmm. of whatever, in whatever capacity, Yeah. if that's how you make your living, being a professional fisherman, fishing the tournaments, I feel is only like 20 or 30% of the job. Yeah. The other 75% is just being a salesman for yourself, mm-hmm. promoting your, your personal brand, sure. promoting the sponsors that are either that you're either affiliated with or get paid, yeah. you know, and you know because quite honestly and that's where the fishing industry has taken has taken a turn yeah is these companies have realized that these guys on youtube are selling a lot more baits than the guy that happened to win a tournament yeah exactly because the amount of eyeballs that these guys are looking at
2: yeah yeah and that even took us into talking about milliken and what he's doing to the sport right now or he i mean he's changed how people look and view bass fishing and the type of information that I think that comes from his channel, that it's just unreal, the kind of stuff that yeah. guy shares. Like, I remember, like, getting in a boat with some decent fishermen, and they just dropped this little nugget of truth. Like, um, like, when I first started hanging out with some of the guys that do well in the club, and they would drop a, like, hey, this is, like, check this out on the side imaging when you see this. And I'm like, ding dong, like, thank you, dude. And that helped me catch some more fish. And then you would keep your mouth shut, and you wouldn't share that information unless mm-hmm. it was a really good friend of yours. But now you get on these people's channels, and you're like, they are giving you the juice.
0: Like like you said two weeks ago, when you don't hear from Kyle and I, it's (laughs) because we on (laughs) them.
2: Exactly. You're right. Y'all go radio silent. But these YouTubers, when they are on them, the cameras are rolling. They're sharing. They're taking pictures. They're letting people like Amistad is on fire. Choke is on fire because you know what? They're not trying to win money at tournaments. They're not even... Um, They're sharing about their baits that they're using because they're not trying to keep any of the secret. They want eyes on their channel so that way they can get get some sponsorship going and then also get money from the views that they get through YouTube. Well,
0: and because because their profit and their money is generated on clicks and likes and views and the amount of publicity they get for their sponsors, you know, they Mm -hmm. don't care so much about. Giving out the juice or whatever you want to call it on the front side yeah. because they're getting paid on the back side. Of course, yeah. It, it, it comes around full circle to them. So it is worth it to them to, yeah. hey guys, this is what I'm doing. Yep. This is how I'm, I mean, like, I'll never forget talking about pre fishing for Ivy for Bass Champs this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard from somebody, I don't know, I, I heard about it on social media or something, but the little tackle shop. At OH Ivy, Elm Creek or whatever is the largest independent seller of six cents baits in the country. In the country.
1: Wow. That's and
0: now, big. and now that's not counting, you know, Academy or Bass Pro because they buy as a whole. You know, I'm sure the order Bass Pro makes is bigger than the order that Elm Creek makes, yeah. but they're supplying multiple stores. Mm-hmm. But the largest independent tackle. Sure. Uh, account that Sixth Sense has is the think, Elm Creek at OHIV.
2: And I think that's the key word right there is independent tackle Yes, shop, not, yes, not yeah, chain, not a not, conglomerate, it, not, exactly, not a chain. Exactly.
0: But it's it, you would never think, like, you would think, gosh, there's a lot of really big tackle shops yeah. like Brian Robinson that played football for the Vikings. Yep. You know, he's the owner and tackle addict now out yep. there and all those big tackle shops. But here you got
2: <laughs> Elm little, Creek
0: at OHIV. In the
2: middle of nowhere, Texas, by yeah, the way. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, You're not hanging around like just like, Oh, you know what? I it's not like fishing up in North Texas where you're like we're at Forkless, might as well go to I don't know, what what if another one of the lakes? I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, but you got I mean, you have Fork, you have Richland Chambers, you they're
0: there's like 50 lakes within an hour drive exactly. of the
2: Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. But my point being, like, that's not how it is by Ivy. You're not no. by anything else. Like, you're only no. in that part of Texas is because you're getting rid of a dead body or you're going to try <laughs> to go catch a 10-pounder. Well, exactly. actually, 10 pounders not even in the juice anymore. No, you're, because trying you're, trying... Yeah, exactly. you're trying to catch a 15 Yeah, exactly. catch at Ivy. So, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's just crazy stuff and thinking about how that – and even talking about Milliken and sharing juice and stuff like that. And now we see – a part of the conversation we had earlier with 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 uh will's uh regular was about how millican kind of slacked it up on his last tournament because he only came in on 50th yeah he, <laughs> he finished 53rd or 55th yeah, he, and he's it, you know
0: he bombed or whatever by some people's standards but i mean gosh dang did you finish fi- and like we were talking yeah any of us you yeah, or you will just, you or, didn't, or you myself
2: one, right you went to toledo bend and fished as a backseater yeah i open, fished right? as a
0: backseater and yeah. i'm sitting here thinking. Dude, if I would have got a top fifty, I'd have walked to this tackle shop like, hey, yeah. what y'all want to know? I'll yeah, tell you it, everything. Exactly,
2: exactly. It, it's a big deal if you because you know how it is. Every time you finish a tournament, every time you do well in something, you and then you all, especially like at a champs. Like I've we all have done it, right? Like, hey, we finished 60th out of 220 boats or whatever. Yeah. The case so you wanna because you put effort and you put time on it, there's no hating about it. It's just that you want to do well. But i'm just saying to back up with your point yes 100 if i was to go fishing open as a boater nonetheless my first year on the opens and i finished 50th like i feel like i'm doing something right and i might be on the right path here i mean the dude starts off his year you know well first of all let's back that up a little bit like we were talking about um you know, he's got this crazy successful YouTube channel. He's got what you said over a million followers. Something around. like that. Something he ridiculous. I think I think the only fishing channel that has
0: more views than him is Guggen.
2: Yeah. So or, or I mean, more more subscribers or likes or whatever. But we have to assume he's probably making an okay living at this point, right? Like he's yeah, doing I mean, pretty he's, good. He's, he's part flat out of sixth Sense. Like he's doing well at this point. He he has flat out said he does not have to do what he's doing. Exactly. But then so he has all these eyes. Hey, Will. Will you do some research for us? Yeah. Well, how many followers does Milliken have on YouTube? You're on the computer. So Josh is going to look it up. So he's got all these eyes on him, right? All these kids you know, and, and let's talk about that too. Like even how uh when MLF happened and Bass fell apart, like the the tournament seems five hundred and twenty five
0: thousand subscribers,
2: half half a million, half a million for a fishing channel. For a fishing channel, yeah, yeah exactly. So maybe not the biggest or whatever, but that's a lot of people. And He's got and he's got not. And see, that's the other thing. Like nowadays too, is that I have a business. I, I have a you know. We talked about the the place down at Falcon. You know. We have Instagram accounts. Listen, if I wanted five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand followers by the end of the month, I can pay for that if I really wanted to. Yeah. So there's a big difference between followers and engaged followers—people who comment on his stuff, people who like his stuff, people who are uh, DMing him and congratulating in tournaments. Like the, the numbers aren't impressive anymore because you can pay for whatever you well,
0: want. Well, and that's kind of the elephant in the room when it comes to social media. Yeah. Because it's like me having the social media page for the guide business and stuff. Every time I make a post, it asks you, do you want to boost your post yep. for $6.99? You can boost it. Yeah. And, you know, I think what happens is a lot of these people are so worried about the likes. Yep. But then what happens is when you are talking to sponsors, talking to people like that, they, these people aren't dumb either. You know, They have professionals that are professional social media people. Yeah. And if you've got 10,000 subscribers, but then every time you make a post, you only get 10 likes exactly. or 30 likes. That's it's what because, about
2: engaged followers.
0: Yeah, you, you know? how many engaged followers do you have that are actually paying attention and, you know, stuff like that? And it's like I've noticed even on, you know, the social media page for, you know, the guide business, for Last Call Guide Service, it's like I'll make a post and, yeah, I mean, I'll get 40, 50, 70 likes. Yeah, yeah. But then my wife makes a post on her personal page about, her my birthday or our anniversary or something and the next thing you know we got 150 exactly. likes and it's yeah, like yeah. so you know you're personal and, it, and it's just but i think that is what's so key to like milliken mm-hmm. and Guggen and these guys they didn't buy those
2: likes no they didn't
0: no. like literally like you said when he does good you go watch his videos yep. that he puts out yep. about the tournaments yeah and he's got you know, hundreds and hundreds of comments, guys going, "Awesome, good job!" Like people that Engaged, are literally yeah, yeah.
2: on the edge of their seats, waiting for his
0: next for that post. Information,
2: yeah, and 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 then the posts don't disappoint. Like you know, early on, I didn't really follow him or pay attention much to him. Um, uh, and I think I was from that old school crowd. Like you know, I was upset that MLF came and ruined the elites in my in, in my eyes. You know, like the elites. You know, they had such rich history. We had you know Kevin Van Dam trying to re beat Clun out for a number of classics one and all that stuff just went away so i kind of checked out for a while and then you see all these superstars come in and stuff like that um but just like with so i was kind of late or you know even to the youtube or even watching these youtubers and i think when they started blowing up to be honest it was i was kind of a hater a little bit so i started hearing this milliken guy he's amazing he's catching these giant fish uh my buddy the urban angler who he needs to be on your on the podcast yes for sure like he, he's a Steven, right? Yeah, Steven, the urban angler. He was telling me like, hey, are you like he knew that I like to fish offshore? Are you watching this guy Milliken fish offshore, dude, with his light scope stuff? Like he is killing the game, dude, catching giants. I'm like, no, oh, whatever. He's a YouTuber, dude. Uh, one day I'm just hanging at a buddy's house. So we're just hanging out. He puts on the Milliken show and I'm just like, dude, this guy is just blowing my mind on the information he's sharing, how, and how he's literally showing you what he's doing. I get it. Like I said, I'm very late to the game, but the information that these guys are sharing – on his open, how he set up for practice, how he lines up on his points, what he's looking for on the graph—like he's showing you the live scope. You yeah. Know? Like Josh Jones, like I don't think you get you don't get any views of what he's doing on there unless you're in his boat. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Well, and I think that's partially because
0: too Josh Jones is still he's the full time guide. You know, you're paying for
2: his. He's, he's you're paying to to be taught. By yes, exactly. he taught. So, but I'm just saying, like you're seeing views of Milliken's screen on the elites now you know mm-hmm. and it's just the information sharing is crazy to me but again things have changed like the these guys are are not looking for necessarily just one sponsor they're looking for the views they're making that real money from all the views that they're getting through their personal channels they're kind of done making Strike King the superstar or making you know lose or and and, and they need those people and they want those dollars so they're going to support them in a certain way but right now it seems like everybody look at The Zaldanes with their podcast, like why did, you know, everybody's just realizing that you have to become your own brand kind of in a way, you know, be able to sell is what the fishing companies are looking for. If you can't sell, you're not sponsorship material.
0: Well, and it's so funny because I consider it my previous life, even though Uh I'm only 37 years old, but I I spent so much of my life from the time I was 14 years old till the time I was late 20s in the golf industry. You're a great and, you, from here. <laughs> and 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 you, what you talk about is you talk about like Tiger Woods for yeah. in, for instance, you know, in one year, in tournament winnings he would win fifteen million.
3: Yeah,
0: in tournament winnings, unreal, yeah. unreal. But yeah. in that same year, he signed forty million dollars worth of endorsements.
2: Yeah, exactly, the and tournaments I, were just a bonus at that point.
0: So I think what's happening is you're starting to see the same thing in the fishing industry. Yeah. These guys are beginning to. They're using the tournaments and like you've even heard like Bass talk about it. You know, they're just providing the platform for these guys. And it's kind of it's up to the angler itself to Mm -hmm. take it to whatever limit he wants to take it to.
2: Exactly. Yeah. To where I think that these uh, in the older school days, like when we saw again, going back to the early 2000s to the mid 2000s, like these anglers were very sponsor heavy. And then you kind of started hearing like that that kind of mindset change with people like steve kennedy and people who had like just four or five main sponsors that they took care of you know maybe bringing instead of having your jersey and your boat covered with 500 sponsors that you were obligated to do things for people are starting to be like building on more i guess quality relationships you know what yes I mean? but then those if those sponsors are going to give you that kind of money they're also demanding a lot not even so much that you finish well anymore, but that you're posting a lot and that you're finishing decently yeah. enough for people to stay engaged, but that you're sharing about their products. You know exactly. What because unfortunately, in today's age, the likes,
0: the clicks, the post, that's what's ultimately moving product yeah. for all these companies. Yep. And I think it's so funny because I, I listened to a podcast that Milliken did this past summer, I guess, or this past fall when he decided to fish the opens. Yeah. They were asking him like, "Are you gonna wrap your boat and stuff like that?" And he literally made the comment. He's like, "Dude, wrapping boats don't work." <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, yeah. you know, you spend all that money, and how many eyes really see it? Yeah, when it's on the water yeah. or when it's driving down the road, a wrapped boat or a wrapped truck. Yeah, uh, in in all honesty, yeah, I think I bet a lot of the cust- a lot of the professional anglers. Would not have their boat and truck wrapped if it wasn't required by sure. Bass. And we'll probably see that change
3: a little bit. But like see, I said,
0: Milliken was smart. Yeah. So he didn't wrap his boat this year for the opens, but his core group of sponsors that mm-hmm. he has, his four or five or six really good sponsors, yep. he has them all laid out on the deck of his boat yep, on exactly, the carpet. Exactly. And those things are on the
2: camera on camera being seen. Yep all day long nobody cares on what's on the side of your boat all beat up in the brush back in a think you know hand-to-hand combat tournament when you're exactly the, but when the cameras are looking down at what you're doing and those logos are being burnt into people's heads that's that's what they're doing now so yeah man that was the topic today like the, the things are changing for sure yeah they and, are and and i think um like you talked about he has his four or five main sponsors i mean geez man like Think about the uh, jerseys that these guys used to wear. Like think about the Falcon Lake Slam, home. the last time we all went down to Falcon Lake in I think it was uh, 2010 when they came down here. Uh 2013, 2013. Keith Combs. Yep, Keith Combs won that one. The Rick Rick Clun, Keith Combs shootout. Right. Yeah. There was that terrible storm that rode through and canceled yeah. Sunday. Y'all were on TV. Yeah, we were on TV. Your boat Be- was in the <laughs> in the. Uh, what's we call it, tied up to the dock. Yeah, we were tied up to the dock. We were going out when they were canceling the tournament, and then we <laughs> yeah. we looked down the road at the Villenia and we saw, like, five-foot rollers. are we like, no, nah, we're, yeah, we're going back in. Yeah, we're going back in. Will was in the boat with me. Or, no, I think he was in Richard's boat, and Will was like, no, nah, we're not going out in that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was brutal. Uh, but my point was about their, their jerseys. Like, think about their boats, their trucks, their jerseys. I mean, just absolutely covered head-to-toe almost in sponsors. So do you even really – do you even get to make out any of those logos or do any of them really? I mean, yeah, you have your title sponsor big on the front of your Jersey, but when it's surrounded by a ton of other, like, I mean, I print logos for a living, like we do layout for a living. You start understanding like less, it really is more. You know what I mean? Yes. Like,
0: because would you rather have two big logos on sure. your chest and on your back that are legible yep. or you've got, you know, cause I think that's what's, I think that's what these guys are realizing yeah. is, Hey, I can have two sponsors yep. and I have no idea what we're talking about money wise with these sponsors yeah. i'm purely just using even numbers for for exactly. sake we're dreaming we're, yeah. we're
2: weekend anglers that dream what these guys make so exactly it, it, don't be offended if what we say is wrong is or right. but and you know would, i'm yeah. sitting
0: here thinking okay you've got one big you've got one big logo on your chest let's yeah. say that company gives you ten thousand dollars yeah to
2: support your, to
0: support that brand you being on the road and you getting yeah, gas in your boat and you exactly fishing, right? ten thousand dollars for the tournament year let's just say or you've got the guy that's maybe lesser known yeah and he's got eight or nine different logos on his jersey yeah and each one of them only gave him a thousand dollars so ultimately the money but they're not be... going to require the same type of attention exactly you know and how can you give that much attention you to
2: that many different people you can't yeah so eventually you piss them off you know they drop you and then you know it just it kind of starts a bad game so i think people's mindsets you know even think about like um mental health nowadays right to 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 have a relationship with 30 different sponsors has to be a lot harder on you as an angler and you're and you're a getting a asked to yeah.
0: hey man we're having a
2: publicity day yeah. up at the shop at
0: mm-hmm. such and such tackle. I want you to be here, bring yeah. the boat, put it out front. Yeah. And then, oh, hey, I gotta go over here this weekend. Yeah. Oh, and I got to fish yeah. 10 tournaments. And, and, and
2: since I'm gonna be in San Antonio, I gotta visit the Bass Pro because they're one of my title sponsors, you know. Yeah. And then so not only are you fishing, you know, as much as you fishing on the road all the time when you're off, like and you've heard that story when you hear people interview and stuff. Yeah, so. and I think and I think one of the one of the first people that I remember
0: really bringing that to light. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about him off air before we started recording, but was Skeet Reese. Yeah. You know, remember back in the early 2010s, you know, he was. Well, he won around that time. He, well, he won the classic, yeah. classic in what, 2012, I think, 2013? 2013, yeah. But I mean, he was decked out head to toe mm-hmm. in all his yellow gear. Yep. But 2
2: 1 0 champ.
0: <laughs> but to this day, I can't tell you what sponsors he had no. except for Lucky Craft. Yep. Lucky Craft, but he yep. did it good because. The lucky craft was was big on the jersey big on the boat big and of course he had other sponsors you know he was sponsored by champion and a few but they he was kind of like one of the pioneers or the front runners to hey you know what i'm gonna just dedicate my time to two or three really good sponsors yeah yeah instead of spreading myself so thin yeah yeah to, to
2: all of, them. To and all then, of and then, them and then and so then none of us are basically getting quality time out of this relationship right like exactly. there's only so many hours in the day yeah and you can only put out so much quality content like if you it's
0: if, like having a long distance relationship with a girlfriend
2: yeah and but then you add 10 other girlfriends to the mix and yeah. you're supposed to try to please them all like no, come on dude, dude it ain't treat happening. Me like a piece of meat josh God <laughs> dang, <dude. laughs>
0: hey that's how i feel like in the bass club dude i've got three or four guys that i talk to all the time and it's yeah. like. I want to talk to all the other guys in the club, but I have my group, you know, you, Richard, Will, Marcus, Tony, yeah. you know. and it, But it's like, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to talk to Jesse or talk to Jeff Jones or Mike yeah. McCoon or all these guys. But it's like, dude, there's only so many hours yeah. in the
2: day. You're, you're not lying. And I remember like even like, yeah, Jeff Jones, I consider him a homie, right? And he always wants to jump in the boat. We've talked about getting together forever. But I just sometimes it's not that I don't like the guy. I think he's a good time. We always have a good time. But there's just, man, I only get so many trips a month now, especially with business and stuff. You know, it's just like, so I don't, you know, when you're young, you try to get in the boat with everybody. And when you get older, you just slow down a little bit. And then, like you said, you kind of have, like, dude, to go with new people, for me, is a little bit stressful, dude. It is stressful. How do you fish? How do I need to line up? Like, dude, are you going to be flinging, like, an extra four feet on on a seven-foot-eight crankbait rod? Do I need to be ducking from you? Like, Exactly. And once you're in the boat with somebody you know, you just kind of chill and you get how each other fishes, you know? No, no, for sure.
0: But I think we're on a good track here. We're going to take our first break. All it right. looks like uh, Joe just got off work, so hopefully he's going to join us here. But what's up, Joe? What's up, what's man? Up? Yeah. We're going to take our first break here, and we'll get back on it here in just a minute. There it is.
2: We're all fired up over here. Oh,
0: yeah. We're fired up. We're back. Yeah. We're back. We got Come Joe. On. Glad you could make it. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. The no, economy ain't keeping this podcast down. Dude, no. I got
1: shit. I work 70-something hours a week. Yeah? Oh, yeah, dude. I remember my first job, dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't call me part time.
0: That's right. Part time, uh, part time. Yeah. But anyway, back at the business at hand. Now, Joe, just kinda of fill you in. Dude, we've just been talking about business, fishing business, you know, YouTube deals, sponsor deals, you know, how these guys, you know, it's getting the social media is getting so saturated with listen, Joe. Let me tell you a quick story real quick, dude. I
2: didn't mean to cut you off. No, we're rush, good. We're good. I, I we're got good. some juice real quick. Oh, Check I this like out. It, listen, so there was a day in, in in the fisherman's time when we used to go to bass pro shops, dude, and we would throw down twenty nine ninety-nine for an advanced KVD spinnerbait techniques, dude. Like, I don't think you know that life. Like when you started fishing, you got on YouTube and you typed in spinnerbait fishing and then there was like 13,000 videos to show you how to work a spinnerbait dude like i'm saying that's kind of what we're talking about here like that's how yes and so we're not talking about 1954 we're talking about i mean when did you when did youtube really start playing josh Shit, i mean 2000, that
1: 2008 2008
2: 2000. that's when it
0: started and then i think really from probably like 2015 till now oh, yeah. it's like when, when it's when it exploded. It, it, that's
1: what i would say about 15 till now so i'm talking about like but as a testament, though, okay. So, for those that don't know, I I lived in Mike G's house at one point, his first house.
0: Uh, so you saw the advanced Spinnerbanks tactics video. Dude, so no bullshit. You, brought you, you it remember back
1: that? Do you remember that? Okay. <laughs> so I'm in the garage, right? I'm going through shit. <laughs> oh my god! And I come across this DVD. That was great. Who, Universal accident right there. I didn't bring that DVD and, up and for sure, that. And sure enough, wow. Like here's this DVD talking about how to, how to catch fish That's or how to. Some fish technique, and I I texted Mike and I was like, "Dude, this is yours, bro." And he's like, "Yeah, I forgot about that shit." Yeah, that we bought that house in two thousand and two. I think I bought that video like
2: in two thousand and four when I was trying to learn how to fish spinnerbaits better dude, before so, social media existed, dude. All right, yeah. so I'll That's tell. That's old
0: we are, bro. So I'll tell you, talk about weird stories like that and how we used to get information, right? Yeah. So, when I was a kid, one of my 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 mom's two best friends. My mom's two best friends used to go down to the coast with us every year, and one of them, Chris, had a son that was my age, and we just fished all the time. They'd drop us off at the pier, drop us off wherever, and we would go fish. Well, we were getting ready for our summer trip, and I remember watching a TV show, on, and these guys were fishing at the jetty, catching big bull reds in a boat, but they were still fishing at the jetty. I remember, dude, going pausing the video because i had recorded it you know (laughs) you wake up and you record it on a vhs tape and i I remember running and going and getting a legal pad yeah and you know how like on bill dance outdoors and stuff he puts up like what the setup is like what they were using he would write it down and i remember pausing it dude and writing everything down on a legal pad and folding it up and putting that paper in my tackle box so that way we had it when we went to the coast like that was how we got information
2: yeah Yep. And then, and then, you know, and then you work your way up and then you meet some people and they invite you in their boat and then they just drop this little nugget of information because they're, it's like, you know, you, I consider somebody that I've met and I'm a little bit older than you and I put you in the boat and we've, you know, I'm like, Hey, this is how I set up on this. You're like, Oh, that makes sense. So that was real golden information, especially back before the days of YouTube or social media, where people for views are going to instantly share a new secret they just learned yeah. because they need to get those clicks to get paid or to try to, to, to blow up their channel or whatever. Yeah. But it used to be if I got in the boat with like uh, Josh's partner, Kyle Keller, he's even a little bit older than us, been around a little bit longer, and he dropped some nugget of information about a spot on Falcon, um before these new even the lake master maps existed right there was humps out there that nobody knew existed and it took I mean you had to be part of the inner circle to learn about this spot or just stumble upon it and be or you see the guys fishing over there and you'd have to go 2d scan it for days to try to get on
1: the right stuff you know what I mean well think about it like how long ago because I remember my dad having this Ranger and he had a flasher on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, think about that. Like, yeah. how finders were back then in the day. Or having, the, like, I know Will has it somewhere in the shop, the paper graph. Yeah, the paper
2: graph. Like, in those, yeah. those tournaments, you'd see those guys looking at their paper yeah. graphs. Yeah. You know, like, trying or, to like, study. The,
1: the color, uh, where you put the color in the water, like the little strip in the water. Oh, the says, color selector? Yeah, you know, stuff like that, you know?
0: <laughs> it always says watermelon red. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: when Zoom made a billion
2: dollars. Yeah, be, it always says watermelon red. Subjector.
1: You know? <laughs> But it's just going back. I remember like seeing YouTube videos and stuff how they were first going, and it was kind of cheesy. yeah, like, you know, and then now it's like, like I, like I said, off the break, you know, it's like angle you know elite series anglers want to be youtubers, and youtubers want to be elite anglers now. And going back to that, it's just how the world is turning, especially how you get sponsorships now, yeah. yeah, well,
0: and it's how you make money, yeah, yeah, you know, these companies realize that these youtubers sell a lot more baits than. Joe Blow did. Oh, I won a tournament on this
2: blah 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 spinner bait, and mm. yeah, and that goes back to like, but only 15 of your friends know about it, so that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, we yeah. need you to win on that bait and then share with your 60,000 followers how you got it done. And well,
1: that comes to a testament, as think about it, there, a uh, tournament angling is only a fraction of the fishing industry yeah. oh
0: yeah it's probably like 20 percent or and, less and i
1: think it's
2: shrinking as well i think like the, it, it is it, it, not, i mean i'm not saying that it's not very important part of the industry but i think that youtube and social media um but that kind of almost leads us into the next subject about how guys like milliken are kind of going to start morphing these two things i think like yeah milliken with the amount we've talked about this a little bit in the first segment was about how milliken is bringing you know new eyes to bass to where um you know some of these younger guys, like even, you know, when I talk to some of the younger guys in the club, they don't really follow like the elite series like this. Like, Man. what is that, dude? Like the MLF is a little bit more interactive. They have the scoreboard. Uh, the other anglers know what's going It's a little bit more competitive, you know. Uh, the weigh-ins aren't as exciting because they, you know, they throw the fish back and that that has its own benefits as well. But... Um, the elites kind of fell off and I think like Milliken with his followers um, and his power and his engaged followers like we were talking about as well it's not just about followers but engaged followers and you see when he posts stuff posts a video or does well in a tournament his you know he's got a, a lot of engagement you know yeah, so definitely. Bass doesn't really have a guy like that and and of course I mean he's going to make the elites like I think you know we've been talking about they're drooling at the mouth They're oh. looking to be on the like the amount of new energy and young eyes on their sponsors logos is going to be huge i think for for bass in itself i mean Milliken's already blown up bass fishing within itself uh with what he's doing and what the kind of information he shares but i think he's going to bring a new like eyes back on the tournament scene again
0: so and here's here's one of the things like we talk about i am a diehard fisherman like y'all guys are i mean dude when there's a tournament going on I'm checking Bash Track. I'm I've got it pulled up on my computer screen at work. Yeah, dude, we have a smart TV and at work to yeah. where like when the Elite series is going on yeah, or MLFs going on. No, dude, I got you know the Fire Stick. I, I just see. pull it up on the TV and play it, and we're watching fishing all day. Well, that must be nice. Yeah, well, exactly. Right. <laughs> but you know what's funny is like I notice at night when I get home. Yeah. And you know you start scro- I start scrolling through social media, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. Like even as much of a diehard as I am, I'm getting tired of all a hundred elite series guys. Here's my daily recap for yeah. the day. Yeah. I did this, I did that, and I'm like, dude, I
2: I don't care. Yeah, it's 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 over information. It's it, it's it's
0: getting too flooded. It's yeah, getting too saturated. Sure. And and it's and I hate saying that because I I'm one of those people. I try to absorb as much information as I can, but it's kind of like. Dude, I don't care how you caught your three fish today. So-and-so had 20 pounds. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what will continue to set people apart. Like you said, there's there's an oversaturation of this stuff happening. Everybody has a YouTube channel. Now everybody's Instagram is like, you know, pro angler, you know, Mike Givada. And I'm like, I'm not a pro, dude. But even your week, like there's, it's hard to differentiate basically the weekend angler who has the money to buy the $100,000 boat, wrap it like a pro put all his friends, you know, companies' company's logos on there, there so it looks pro, but you can't differentiate that boat from Jacob Wheeler's boat anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and that's where these, uh, these social media companies are seeing like, hey, like they all look the same, like there's really no difference in how they're set up and they're all driving F-350 diesels, like. Dude, like it's, my it's,
0: honest opinion, yeah. if Bassmaster or MLF wants to do like, to really make it noticeable, they need to do like NASCAR does and everybody needs to have a number.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Because think about NASCAR, dude. Even people that don't don't even watch NASCAR, everybody knows that Dale Earnhardt was number 3. Yep. Jeff Gordon was number 24. Yep. Jimmy Johnson was number 48, I mean, you know. Point, you dude. see that yeah. number, oh, the black number 3, that was yep. Dale Earnhardt. Dude, True. even if you don't watch NASCAR, you, you know see a poster with a black number three on it and you're like, Oh dude, that's Dale yep. Earnhardt. Yeah,
2: or you knew it, ha- it, was, a, or you it knew- was a guy, it was a hero in the racing sport. Exactly. He, they branded that number three. To exactly. Let you know that there was, this represents something very important in the racing So what's world. happening
0: yeah. is in the fishing industry, yeah, you might have your boat wrapped by, I don't know, maybe a little like, black, for, for black instance, Coffee for company, instance, right? yeah. Or you have your, you have your boat wrapped by fish tackle yeah. Marine for or two Academy. years, yeah, yeah. Academy for two years. And then, two years later, Will decides not to sponsor me anymore. So I go yeah. have a whole different rap. Yeah. Well, all those people that associated me with Fish Tackle Marine. Yeah. And it, now it changes, and oh, now I'm with so and so, and now I'm with so and so. Well, it's hard to keep those. It's it's hard to keep fresh in everybody's mind well, because stuff is constantly changing all the time.
2: Dude, I'll take it a step further and say it's kind of annoying that as soon as you jump from Sunline to whatever the to new seagar cool, it's the best it's line the best in the line world exactly. it's the best line every every line every it's, every
1: bait is going to be the best
2: it's all watered down now so yeah. you got all these sponsors you got to take care of we talked about that in the first segment too they are all the best like you will which are sponsored by three crankbait companies which one's actually the best you know yeah I mean? exactly so um so but that's also but so again this all ties back like we're, we're not complaining about all this we're tying saying that this is what's forcing these anglers to change their approach and what is changing the fishing business as it's run yeah exactly for the first 30 like well, however long like since bass came on in what the late 60s was it when they first started having their first events right late 60s until probably 2010 not much had changed on how so things see, were done. so see that's know? kind of my point like
0: yeah if you, took, if you took MLF or you took the Elite Series, right? Like, for instance, KVD. Yeah. Everybody knows KVD because he built that brand for so long. Sure. But you take somebody like him and use in the NASCAR reference, if you would have given KVD number 17, yeah. he would have been number 17 the whole time.
2: Sure. Like Jordan's twenty three, right? Like yeah, every time exactly. You see Michael Jordan. Basketball. You see
0: the twenty three,
2: or you know. But what about golfers? They don't have that. You're from the golfing world, like they're branding themselves now. So I think, like we were talking about this earlier too. It's it's really taking a little bit more of that golf stance. Where 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 the anglers are using the course, which is the lake, as their platform to show their skills to showcase that they they can catch them. Um, but they're concentrating more on like. Their their brand, which is Joe Slover fishing, well, or, or, or you know, and I
0: think and I think the Joe before you got on in the first segment, I was using the reference like Tiger Woods. I remember back in the day, he won twelve or fifteen million dollars one year mm. in tournament
2: winnings. So which we're like that's nuts, but then we were like, like that's
0: crazy. But then in that same year, he sold or signed forty million dollars worth of endorsement deals. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the PGA Tour and the golf course. That's just the game. That's just the, you know, that's just that's the, the platform. Coliseum, that's, that's the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, playing at, playing at that golf course is like playing in Madison Square Garden. It's yeah. like playing in, you know, Jerry World or whatever. You know, the players are doing their own deal.
3: Yeah. And
0: fishing is a lot like that. And yeah. I think that's what we're starting to see is these people are building these brands. You know, the, the problem with fishing as opposed to like golf and some of the other big sports is do these guys are only signing one year deals or two year deals and the turnover is so fast Mm -hmm. that I don't know how much justice it's doing for the companies that are sponsoring these Mm -hmm. guys, because how much are you really getting out of it that, okay, you sponsored Josh Spencer for two years, and now we're gonna sponsor Mikey G, and now we're gonna sponsor Joe Slover, and six years have gone by. You've had three different guys on your poster board, and exactly.
2: and, and yeah, there's yeah. no
0: real way for people to associate a company with a face yeah. because it's just constantly rolling True. over, rolling over, like you talked over. about,
2: like think about KVD, right? It's not just you because you're associated with the golfing world. He, he always compares golfing to fishing all mm-hmm. the time. He said that's the, the, because it's an
0: individual sport like golf. You got is. 144 golfers out there yep. trying to do the same One, thing. And
2: one's going to win that. And one's going to win. And and but not only in, in, in that sense, but think about like the branding of golfing. Like when you see a TW, that's a Tiger Woods logo, right? And then think about what Strike King tried to do with the KVD symbol. Like now they try yeah. they they branded that KvD logo. Yeah. So and trying to do almost like the TW logo, I think, like mm-hmm. Nike did with Tiger, you know. So you see a lot of those those um, reflections from the golfing industry to the fishing industry. The,
0: the other thing I think that is really interesting too is like in the golfing world, all the big companies they've learned that sponsoring sponsoring an individual golfer isn't necessarily the best bang for your buck. Mm. Because if he has a bad year or whatever, so what these people are doing is they're taking all their, these companies are taking all their money and they're just sponsoring the whole golf tournament. Mm. Like for instance, if if you're not a golfer, you don't really know, but like Waste Management, the dumpster company, Mm The, Phoenix, the Waste Management Phoenix Open is one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Hole number 16 is a short par three. The whole, the whole hole is completely surrounded by bleachers. People get there at like 4 o'clock in the morning to stand in line. Wow. And, dude, you get up there and hit your shot – if you don't hit the green, people are booing. If you hit the green, it's people are saying, "Dude, it's turning into a big party." Yeah, yeah. But what waste
2: you know, management has golf. done? No, over golf exactly. Hey, but, listen, when you start the statement with
1: the whole holes, yes, yeah, I knew this was going to be a party. Yeah, story. exactly. I was like, are
2: you going
0: to bring up the last elite it? <laughs> but so what's so what's happening is you know waste management used to sponsor a couple of guys on tour, yeah. individual golfers. Well, now they,
3: sponsor the they get
0: more publicity just sponsoring that event for the week
3: yeah, and indeed.
0: having everybody be a part of the party. Because sure. at that point, if you sponsor the event, it doesn't matter if the guy, it doesn't matter who wins. right? Because mm-hmm. as, long as, the, as long as the tournament's exciting yep. and it's a party,
1: it you're a win. winning. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I think fishing is kind of getting to that as opposed to, you know, like you notice, like Academy and some of these other guys, yeah, they sponsor a few guys, Hackney, Jacob Wheeler, but then they also sponsor the Bassmaster
1: Classic. Yeah, exactly. So hey, you know what? We're yeah. just going to sponsor this event. Yeah, well, well, we've those... seen it, this last this last event this last weekend with Whataburger. Yes, you know that was huge. What was the the last uh, the last Elite Series at Lay Lake? Yeah. Oh, Whataburger so it sponsored it. Pre- it was presented by Waterburger. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So exactly. that's, that show was like everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah and uh that, that that's just crazy that we're just talking about how these brands well and, and i think it's the oversat i mean like you know i'm a small business owner i have a print shop um you know we started in 2004 right when we started in 2004 there was maybe other 10 other shops in san antonio uh fast forward to 2023 dude like look up screen printing in san antonio and pick from the 75 shops that are here now you know like so that's not just happening to me or into the fishing world so it's forcing people to. Well, to get more competitive, but then you know, in in a a slowing economy in a recession, it's I call it the race to the bottom. Like, how long can we hold out? Like, who can get cheaper, slower, and keep those right customers? Um, So it's just an interesting time. Whether you have a small business here in San Antonio or you're running the Elite Series, like somebody has to make those decisions on where those dollars go.
1: Yeah, exactly. Going back to that too, it's like, how do you adapt to the change of how everything's taking? Because everybody wants everything now yeah everybody wants the info now mm-hmm. and that's how that's how the world's going and if it takes 25 minutes you, i mean you see it now with tiktok yeah and shit like that if it's not within you know a, a two less than a two minute video they don't even want to
2: see it yeah dude i'm guilty of that so, like when uh jason christie went up the sabine river to win that event and his camera wasn't working i was throwing stuff around my house like a baby because i couldn't see it yeah what's he doing does he have any fish yeah exactly but i'm saying like so that technology didn't exist you know back in the day we'd go see these guys launch you know and then we well and the
0: problem the problem with fishing
2: is a lot of these guys a lot of these lakes they don't have good cell service they don't have internet so it's like we expect in 2023 like dude if you can send me a signal from saturn about the ring that you're watching and the atom that you're looking Uh at like i should be able to see what jason is chrissy is doing up to be like dude i'm right down the road from it i'm like fishing. four hours so, yeah, this exactly. guy. How, how do you want to tell me that the satellite doesn't work dude like i'm just saying like you get spoiled really quick yeah, you know? we do so but it's so all all of those things is driving the industry to change to be quick and to be on top of everything um but i don't know i personally feel like with my business and even the direction we're taking as a business to be more of a studio shop But I think that's what everybody has to do. You have to get really good at what you do and you have to provide people with a good experience. You know what I mean? It's not just about the event. Like, was this a fun one-time event? Like people, like you have events and that like you forget about them. Like you go to a show that wasn't that great, you know you've been you're you're a music fan i know you're a music yeah. fan mm-hmm. if you go to a country show um and he didn't sound that good nah, it's it was, like eh. it was an event you forget about it but then yeah. you'll never forget the one time that you saw some where they rocked that out dude your you're right. like you had dude. you know what i'm saying yeah. so that's what people need to do is give good experiences not just like quick overnight events so i think what all these brands are trying to do is like really deliver a good experience but again with the oversaturated, right? Like you're, like you were saying earlier. I'm not hating that every one of these 280 guys wants to do their tournament recap. They're all just trying to. They're just all trying to get their piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah, they're trying yeah. to pay their, their, their That's tax. the rat race. Yeah, they're, they're paying their dues. Exactly. And then, and then the people who stick with it and do it the longest are going to end up on top. But again, we're talking about like this new way of navigating this new fishing and, industry. And the cream has so risen so to the
0: top already. Yeah. You know the Brandon Polonics, the Scott Martins, the Jacob Wheelers. Yeah. The dustin connell's you know i mean yeah. their stuff is by far heads above
2: everybody else's you know and we talked about that too in the first segment before <sighs> joe got here of how uh Polinick was one of the pioneers of really sh- having his life as a professional angler like showcase, showcase. yeah you know he, what I mean? he, yeah
1: he streamlined that for sure yeah
2: exactly and sorry man i keep talking far away from the mic but oh, yeah, um man yeah so but now you see and then and then you know and then you see like jacob wheeler brought that on i mean again he has his own boat line too now. exactly so you just see the people that stick with it the most and the people that don't give up on it and really kind of and then but also it's coupled with their natural talent too like both jacob wheeler and uh brandon Polinick and even milliken like they're not just super heavy on the youtube channel and they're not showing the goods like these no. guys can do social media and they can catch him. Yeah. They're winning too. And they're, and they're winning.
1: So, I mean, and I know. think, it, I think what it is too is being relatable. Yeah. Like, who can you relate to on the water? Who, who is more your style? Exactly. You yeah. Know?
0: well, exactly. Because if you're a guy that likes to do forward facing sonar, okay. Then one of those guys that is really good at that, a millican or whatever, that's going to be the guy you gravitate to. Yeah. Or if you're a guy that loves to, Flip a jig and punch yeah. mats and stuff like that. Well, okay. Denny Brower was my hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or If you like to throw crankbaits, man, KVD's my dude, you know? Yeah,
2: you're exactly right. And I, and I think, again, that's what you're going to have to do. Like, you know, even with the podcast, right? This is a new podcast. You know, you guys started this because you're trying to get somewhere with it, right? Yeah, so absolutely. So you got to stay the course. You got to provide a quality product. You got to get people engaged. Um, but then you also have to carve out your niche as well, too. Like, you can't sound like all the other, like, if you don't carve a niche, then, exactly. then, then there's already a podcast to fill that need, you know? And so I think, like, maybe that's some of the things we're seeing, too. Like, again, like, people who aren't being sponsored by 30 companies anymore, they're looking for four. Um, and then people are also, I think, learning how to stay in their lane. Like, you know, we see that with Jason Christie, like, We've seen him lose classics because he stayed in his lane. He was like, no, man, the spinnerbait got me to day three of the classic. I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. And then so you see that those guys that stay the course, they don't give up. Like, that's what it takes to win, whether it's business or fishing, you know?
0: So here's what I'm waiting for. The next step, I think, in fishing is they've been talking about, and you've seen it on the Elite Series some, with the guys that run Humminbird. Yeah. Mm. Like with Gussie at the Classic. Uh Yeah. They were showing his – uh, uh, his, yeah. His, yeah, his his or his, his he screen. runs Hummingbird, so whatever his deal is, it's basically like, like a screen on screen. Like it, yeah, you're and at they're showing crab. it yeah. so you you can watch his bait, yep, and yeah. you're watching the that fish one. and stuff. So that's
2: cool. That's
1: but I tell cool. you, well, I think cool, no, the cool that's part cool. is you could probably see it clearer on your screen at home than he's watching. Than he's watching, yeah. yes, he's got waves, he's got the so, layer of the sun. He's so the thing, the thing that
0: I'm waiting for is. They already put cameras in every one of these boats, right? Yeah. I'm waiting for me being able to get on Bassmaster.com and lock, pick the angler
2: and I want to stream onto his camera. Yep. And then which camera you want to stream from? Do you want to see the whole boat view? Do you yeah, want to just, see the camera that's looking at his graph? Like, exactly. I, I want to see all of it. No, yeah. no. That's, <laughs> no
0: like, like that's what I'm waiting for. And you know what? I want the full shot. And you yeah. know what? Even Give if they, that upshot even if they <laughs> even if they charge for it. And maybe it's a way. Maybe it's a way for Bassmaster and the anglers to make some money. Yeah. But like, let's say the elite tournament at the next elite tournaments at the Sabine River, right? Yeah. Okay, it's going to be a dink fest. We know that. Yep. But re- regardless of whether, okay, well, okay, Sabine was terrible. When Lee Livesey was cracking his forty-pound bag on four, fort, his forty-three-pound right. yep, bag, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, he had a camera in the boat that day. But if I could have logged on to com and it'd be like, okay, each angler that you want to watch is a dollar or you can pay 20 bucks and you can just pick go and yep. then you can pick the angler, exit out the of them, old, go yep. to another the angler. Old, the
2: old one for 20 or two, for, you know what it, I mean? It's like, it's like iTunes.
0: You can buy one song for $1.99 and you can buy the whole album for nine bucks. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so,
2: but like, seriously.
1: Yeah. Just find out these anglers, dude. Just. <laughs> well, <laughs> But here's the deal. That's a good revenue stream, though. But it That's can be a
0: revenue stream for both because since you're stream. using their rights to video them, okay. Let's say it's two dollars an angler. Hey, dude, Bassmaster. We're providing all the equipment. We we're get we get we yeah. get seventy five cents. You get twenty five cents off of every dollar. You had a thousand people log into your thing exactly. for the Thursday tournament here. You're getting a check for two hundred and fifty yeah. bucks for that day. Yeah. So they talk to them. Well, think they, about it
1: too. More sponsors too, because now you can you know well because now as a sponsor
0: too. game too you're gonna have access to that data and go hey these 20 guys are getting 1, a thousand clicks news. a day yep. everybody else is only getting 200
2: exactly you know so yeah so what does that do i mean there, there's positives and negatives to that like everything else yeah, right? there is like, you, you don't want all you know all fifty thousand viewers of a tournament to only be watching three guys fish you know no, But, exactly. I but in a no way, it's kind of like that now. It it really is. Yeah, no well, concern.
0: okay, back to NASCAR. Yeah, you got thirty six cars on the track. Yeah, Your you only, only know... video on the top ten. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just <laughs> the, like the, camera the cameras only fight. go in the top ten. You ain't watching who's it back in twenty seventh place unless they get left. yeah, or they <laughs> get in a wreck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, dude, if we had boat wrecks, <laughs> that would. Yeah,
2: that's It's a little dangerous. Yeah. Shit. Well, you know, we have had some boat wrecks. I mean, I think. Uh, um, when they announced they were going to the Sabine, or I guess it's been on the schedule, but I can only posted when he uh went went not, up on the bank. Went up oh on yeah, the bank, flew up a a on the bank. Tricks. Yeah, yeah. Who, exactly. who was this last Ray this Hanselman last,
0: yeah, from Del Ray, Rio? Yeah, he for at no, not at the Sabine. At uh, it was south somewhere. It was in the south. It was somewhere. the second event they went to Florida, and then they it went was Florida. to no, but Seminole. Seminole. It's on the Georgia Florida line yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, because
2: it was a bunch of hardwood, and they he was up those he was running
0: down the the channel. Yeah, and he made a turn. And the bow of his boat caught a wake or something, and he hung a right-hand turn, went up onto a little friggin' sandbar with wow. some sticks and stuff on it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you guys seen the other one too from I think it was last year, or the year before. The guy who jumped that edge of that thing. The yeah, uh, the, the rock pile. Yeah, that's a guy from uh, Cali. He's uh, from California. Yeah, he went and you know he didn't he didn't realize it was that close, you know. until Yeah. He yeah. On well, he hit that wake too, and yeah, that wake threw Yeah, him, yeah. Brand, brand new boat. That was his second time in the boat. Brand new rap from Pacifico. Like uh oh, horrible. Destroyed it. Destroyed it. Yeah, that yeah. Sucks.
0: yeah, it's crazy. So mean, want,
1: going back to John too, like that's why I don't even run at night. I remember uh we talked about it last podcast when why he doesn't run any scared. Yeah. You know, I remember one day on choke, well one morning on choke, I shut down when I was in the tracker and I was in stickups mm. You know, yeah. Yeah, coming off plane and then being right in stickers. Click, 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 click. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've I've done that. So
0: I'm not gonna lie, dude. That's one of the only things. Like, and it's not a complaint, but like, elite, for instance. I'm like, why the hell do we put that? These guys can start fishing at 6:30, right? I've been thinking it's friggin' dark, dude. You're just asking (laughs) for somebody. And here's the deal: these are all my friends. Yeah. So I, it, it ain't about getting an advantage. It ain't about doing none of that. Why are we asking our buddies? To go to put, put their boats on the, the water yeah. and Whoa. put themselves in that kind of situation. Well, how many times
1: have we hit – them? like, I almost hit the buoy on Amazon one morning. Yeah. Because it was blacked out. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was not even a no light on No lights on, on them. You're right. Yeah. We,
2: and he, and he, it should be – I think, honestly, that rule has been around since we were mad at them, dude. You know what I mean? Like, when we were just, like, chomping <laughs> yeah. at the bit. Like, you know, like I was saying, like, dude, listen. We were just talking about earlier. I love fishing, dude. Like, everybody we in the club, fishing. like, we we're fishing nuts, dude. So, I think when we had our own club, like, Will – why did it go to 6.30 in the morning, dude? What were we thinking? Didn't you always want to change that? I
1: think it was with the time daylight savings changed. We didn't hey, put it back fuck that. Let's make it daylight. No, and then so that's mm-hmm. what Safe we, Safe hey, Listen, that's
2: that? what we did do. We, we were doing it against the times, you know, on the daylight savings. So but then we said, you know what? Let's just do it 6.30 one year. But you're, you're 100%. Correct. So we've got, a, we've got a minute and a half here before we've yeah. got
0: to take our next break. But here's my thought to it. You get on your Weather Channel app, right? Yeah. And it tells you what sunrise is every morning. Well, it always starts getting light about 25 to 30 minutes before sunrise. Yeah. If we just made our first cast sunrise every time, that would give everybody 20 to 30 minutes to get to their spot as it's starting to get light before you're
2: able to get there for your first cast sunrise means something different to everybody. Yeah. You know, that's I the know. Bad part. Well, so no, I, I think but it, it doesn't, when
0: it's on your friggin' app, it tells you what sunrise there's is guys in our
2: club that don't even have a smartphone, dude. Well, that's that? true. Like that's I'm not true. lying to you either, you know? No,
0: My I, Mars, and, and you know what, we might have to make it a little more general. Like, Hey, seven o'clock instead of six 30. Yeah. I think we're all older and
2: wiser now. I think seven o'clock is a good rule. No, Cause you no know?
1: bullshit. The last, uh, the last <laughs> event that I pitched, I had Rigby in front of me and his Ranger, and I mean, he I wasn't the tracker dude, so I was doing 40, right? So he's ahead of me. I lost sight of him. I shut down in this cove that I was going to, and when I shut down, I hit it with a spotlight, and literally I was probably about 15 yards from the bank. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's where started. you shut down. Yeah. Think about it, if right. I would have just went a little bit further and then shut down, I would have been on the damn thing. Hey, yeah, that, that's so.
2: an easy. It just it requires a vote, right? Like already yep. wins. Bring as as a member, you get to bring stuff up. It is. It is a vote, you know? And I guess you know what? If you don't want to get out there that early, you don't have to. That's that was always my argument because I'm not lying. I I was for the six thirty because I wanted to get like once you know these lakes, you can run. Motherfuckers. <laughs> All right,
0: well, it, it cut us off there we on the fired. last one. We but get fired
2: up. Getting fired. We up. get fired up. Talking about real fish. <laughs> Talk about practice. talking about practice talking about practice talking about
0: the game
1: talking about practice <laughs> Partners. we're about practice <laughs> yeah exactly but
0: no man so yeah the fishing industry has changed a lot like i was talking about earlier i'm waiting for the day to where i can log in and i get to pick the guy that i want to watch yeah. because like you mentioned earlier yeah you know what guy kind of suits your style of fishing yeah. you know i want to see the guy that's offshore throwing a carolina rig or i want to see the guy that's you know flipping the bushes or whatever because that's what i'm interested in exactly. and, and you would have the
2: ability to pick that exactly i don't know how
0: far we are away from that but it'd be cool i, I
2: guess in the
1: next like five to ten years
2: true you yeah can dial it in like but but that's again that used to be the deal right like in order to see how keith combs fished a crankbait before the youtube and the in the social media days like you had to see him in a top 10 where he has a camera with a camera. And then you see him at Falcon, you know, fishing rock piles out there and catching giants. And then, so you get a glimpse into how he did his stuff, you know, but even then, like sometimes you would see that those fishermen would try to put their rod set up in a certain way where you couldn't see the bait. They were trying to keep that stuff secret. And I'm saying like, so that's kind of the idea that the time I came up growing and learning about and then hanging with other tournament anglers, is like, nah, man, like when you figure something out, you uh you you keep that stuff a little bit of a secret right get in here joe
1: come on had but, to
2: stop for the selfie but hey listen nowadays the way the game has changed is that if 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 joe slover starts a youtube channel and he figures out a, a, something to do with his bait and the millican's the perfect example you know he's throwing the swim bait like we were just talking about you know and he's like man i keep getting this i, I see this giant back there he's following it but I've learned that if I tie some braid to the front treble hook, it'll angle the face down a little bit. And a lot of time that entices a strike he casts out there with a little bit of braid on the front line. It causes that lure to sink just a little bit faster or nose down and he gets a bite. Yeah. And I'm saying like, that's not information that we would have shared back in the no. day, like to no. entice a bite. You know what I mean? Cause it is those subtle differences that, that entice bites sometimes. And it blows my mind how quick these guys are to share that information. Well, because back in the day, the only way you would get that
0: $100,000 payday is by winning that tournament.
2: On that bait and then putting your face and, on that package, And, and right? but,
0: Well, but even not putting the face on the package, just purely that little trick sure. helped you win that $100,000. Exactly. Well,
2: now... And then you would get a a, approached by Strike King and says, hey, we heard you carve your own square bill. Exactly. Can we get that that carve or that mode and make a square bill? But now, players?
0: you don't even have to win a tournament doing that. No. If you friggin' do one little trick and show on your YouTube that, oh, dude, it works. Look, he caught a fish doing that. Yeah. And you end up with, you know, 10,000 plays on your YouTube video. Well, now
2: you just got paid for that. Exactly. And then if that little trick gains you another couple thousand followers, because, because listen, it has to work. It has to produce results, right? Like we've been talking about oversaturation. How many YouTube channels, how many people are trying to be professional anglers, how many people um want to have screen printing or bait shops like and 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 people and again we even talked about you like you're, you're a new guide to, mm-hmm. to whatever you're guiding yeah uh down there in port aransas correct? yeah like, exactly there's guides that have been down there for 20 years that look at josh like oh this is part of the problem yeah like, look at this poser guys. exactly but josh isn't a poser he's been in the game mm-hmm. since i've known him he's been fishing and throwing money at this fort for mm-hmm. A I'm just trying to time. get a little back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm about to start
1: OnlyFans, dude. <laughs> no, you ain't lying, right? Like, OnlyFans yeah. for this podcast, bro. There you go. <laughs> there Flipping you go. mats, waiting flats, OnlyFans. That's only right. Fans. Feet Joe finder. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get at me. I'm going
0: to start OnlyFans <laughs> with the flip flop tan. For your, flip-flop ten
2: for your flip-flop flop ten flip flop tan feet. For your flip flop tan feet, exactly. Hey, listen, why don't you sell your guidance sandals, dude, with all the sweat on them, dude? I bet you'll get you some money for a that, dude. A lot of money.
1: Yeah, dude. If he I pay could, for that.
2: Yeah, if he, if, I want his left sandal though, dude. No, I'll take right. <laughs> as long as I can get one. And I want, I want the sandal that he was wore for the whole season, not just one trip, dude. I want that. <laughs> I want that juicy sandal at the end of the long fishing season. I would pay him some money oh, okay, for that. Oh, quick. Oh, geez. Jeez, Dirty. Somebody,
3: yeah, this is nasty.
0: left field yeah yeah, but no but you know fishy business that's what we name this podcast dude you
2: know fishy business and that's episode episode. what we're getting at is you got to carve carve your niche you got to find your lane and listen the people who stay the course for what their personal dreams are and it shouldn't be what you think in my opinion it shouldn't be i mean i think we're smart enough these days to know that like listen fame and ultra richness monetarily it's not making people very happy these days dude. yeah I mean, no I think it doesn't whole,
1: that's but that's everybody's thing now that's their end game is fame sure exactly what happened to fame being you got fame if you were good at something exactly exactly you know like there just needs to be some substance behind it exactly.
2: now so i think that's what people are looking for so if you stay the course you stay in your lane and then you accept your strong points as well and you showcase on those things um then you're going to be all right dude but it, you got to put your you got you got to put that tax in. Dude. see you gotta and pay, you got to pay your dues you know and
0: that's what's making like doing this podcast that's one of the things that i've noticed like <laughs> my close family members that listen to the podcast like my wife my mom yeah. even good friends like you yeah you know and will y'all guys are always telling me like dude you need to plug your business you need to plug your business and it's yeah. it's weird like i just and I don't know if it's just because I grew up with that kind of like old school mentality, but you know, I was always taught by my dad, you know, my whole life, especially playing sports like I did. You know, he used to always tell me, act like you've been here, be mm-hmm. humble, act yeah. like you've been here. Nice. So, like, I mean, uh, you know, like for instance, we, when Kyle and I won the first Bass Champs at Falcon, it was great. When we just won the second one, I haven't told anybody, I haven't even made a phone call mm-hmm. and like, between you and slover and will and all all my boys in the club you know everybody's like and i mean it's awesome i love every bit of it but like i'm not that guy that like wants to brag on myself or like you know like i'll brag for you well but But, 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 that's called (laughs) guys last chance but but no but seriously so it's kind of like you know doing this podcast has been a little bit of a learning curve for me too because it's like I love talking about fishing. I love yeah. talking to my boys about fishing. I love doing all that. But, like, you know, doing something for personal gain has just always been kind of. Yeah just not like the forefront of my mind like that's yeah. what. that's not why i'm doing this hey listen that's probably you where
2: know that's probably why we're not doing that well yet right <laughs> because i think when you're passionate about something you put that passion in front of making money and, and so exactly and, and, but you can't like just just respect your journey dude like if that's what you do naturally if that's what comes out then hey the when you're passionate and you and you motivate people and people like get around you and get excited like i i think like you're going to do just fine with your guide service. Dude. No, like, and, you know and, I mean? I, and I will. And, yeah. you know, but like we were talking about building
0: likes and subscribers and exactly. stuff. You know, I want it to happen naturally. Sure, exactly. I want it to happen organically because I want the people that follow me yeah. to be followers of me. Yeah, they, not, you, want, you know you them
2: to be engaged. And like
1: you know that's I mean? why
0: I have to give like with the guide business deal. I have to give all the credit to the world to my wife because she's like the biggest cheerleader for the whole guide business. You know, I mean, we walk into some... We'll we'll be sitting at a bar down in Rockport yeah. and we'll be talking to people about fishing. And my wife at some point in the conversation is telling them, Oh, well, my husband guides down here. Here's his card. Yeah, Call nice. him. And I mean, yeah. I'm just sitting there talking about fishing, drinking a beer. Like yeah. I don't, you know, it's so promoting myself has been one of the one of the things I'm having to get better at and finding a way to do it without I don't want to be that guy that every Facebook post I make is oh thanks to so and so lures I caught these I don't want to be that guy you know so it's um you talk about finding your lane like that's one of the things I've been struggling with between the podcast and between the fishing guide business and between you know doing good at the in the bass tournaments and it's just it's finding that happy medium to where I can be excited about it but I also can sleep at night about it, like mm. I'm not just horning myself out for likes, <laughs> for and, likes and trips stuff, yeah, and yeah. money, you know. It's
1: so it's. Let me shut you
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's that, and you know that's that's like the real truth, the way I feel about it, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it's kind of like learning how to network. It, it is, learned. it is, and it's learning how to network. And I want people to like my business and our podcast and stuff because of who we are, not sure. because. Oh, I sponsor so-and-so, you yeah, know, or, yeah, yeah, you know, so you. it's kind of, you know, and I feel like, you know, even you, Mike, you know, you were talking about how economy and stuff goes up and down, but I mean, that's the reason you've been screen printing for 20 years and you're still screen printing because your business, you built with the passion, not by, Oh, just come to me. I'm the cheapest or yeah, come exactly. to me. I'm the best. And that's yeah. why you're successful at it. And I think that's how your screen print business last call guide service, Flipping Matt's Wade and Flats podcast. I think that's why. Hopefully, fifteen years from now, we're still all doing this and we're still all successful sure. because. Yeah, my lodge. I want my lodge to be around. For a yeah, exactly. Time, you, know? you know the fish house, and I, I can't say the Mexican name. There you go, the fish house <laughs> at Sounds So he says it. <laughs> I know, dude. But you know, so like, and I want people to like it. That that is just something that people recognize. Sure. It's that
2: we have built it on. I guess, you know, you, want, you want your foundation to be yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah, you got a foundation. You've been in the game. And then, like you said, you've been fishing down in these areas long enough Yeah, that you have I mean, 100% confidence. My, fish, my family's had a house in Port A since the 60s. Yeah, I mean, so I've like, grown up there. We do this, it, dude. It, listen, dude, so you could go down to Port A and be like, bitches, I'm from here, dude. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like you're, you're not. Big you dick them. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but, you, but, you have the, but the thing is, you, you're humble and you have respect for the people who, who paved that lane. It's yeah. you're, you're not just trying to get in there get all the billboards in town right and be like last call is the only place you need to be calling yeah if you're fishing or, on or we
1: can do this though and make it make it the guide service kind of like a, a hill country to do no true but with josh... our jobs <laughs> come on dude dude hey, so listen, like we, we can do all those time. things
2: but but what i think what josh is getting at is like you just have to follow kind of like that that subtle lead that you get kind of tugged in certain directions when you, it comes to planning a podcast or, 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 or starting a business or a guide service or whatever you're doing. Like, I think you're just realizing like, dude, I, I can't, you know, I don't have the pockets first of all. So this has to be real. So I think what you got to get ready for is longevity. And that's something that if you would have told me, you know, I started my business in 2004, if you would have said it would have taken to about 2000 and 12 to 15 to really see the fruits of your labor like dude you're gonna you're gonna have a nice boat it's gonna take 10 years yeah, dude. it's gonna take oh, yeah. a solid 10 years for you to get i mean semi dude come on I'm, I'm like we're, st- we're, we're we're struggling in this economy right now i didn't I didn't become a millionaire days no but to get stable exactly uh you know to be able to go on four-day fishing trips and buy a lodge like I mean, yeah. Listen, I mean, for, from where I come from, having two places to live is a big deal. Yeah, I mean? exactly. So, um so, but, but again, I didn't do all that the first year. I didn't buy the champion boat and remodel it. Year one of my yeah, bass, exactly. You, you were
0: fishing in a bass tracker, dude. Oh, dude, yeah, or an, an aluminum, aluminum boat, yeah, yeah exactly that
2: with a tilt steer. So again, so again, but we come from the old school. Like that's a different way of doing things. These younger guys you know, they don't have to do that to get respect. But I guess what we're saying is just like, it's just kind of finding that new way well, of doing business. And, and my, my thing
0: is you watch all these guys with these YouTubes and these quick, you know, jumps to fame and stardom and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, you know, you're not going to build your million dollar home on quicksand. Sure, yeah. You're going to build it on concrete. Yeah, yeah, And you know, some of these people that have these YouTube channels and stuff that are these flash in the pans or like you see these movie stars and stuff that have these this one big break and they're loaded and the next thing you know they're broke look like mike tyson you know guys like that and it's like man i'm you know if i'm gonna put my time my sweat my blood my tears in it you know i want something to show for it in the end and i want it to be solid
2: and i really feel the formula for that is just get ready for longevity or just be willing to put in the time yeah the only way you could build that that rock solid foundation is over time there's Mm -hmm anything that goes up fast comes down fast you know and i think that's been proven over time with with most businesses you know
0: yeah no and i mean that's one of the things like will and i've talked about at fish tackle marine here yeah you know will what are your plans you know for the future and he's like dude i've got all the plans in the world but he goes i don't want to you know you don't want to outrun yourself and you know stretch yourself too thin so it's you know it's making those baby steps
2: taking the calculated risk and, you know, going and moving forward. Yeah, and I told you guys, so this conversation, if you don't mind, leads me into my new venture with my print shop. Uh, yeah. We're starting screen print classes. We're calling it print therapy because, I mean, as you guys know, I'm in desperate need of therapy. I just can't afford it, dude. So I just named my print shop <laughs> That's class the print, print therapy, dude. So, yeah, fishing <laughs> is my therapy. But all jokes aside, no, we're starting a Screen 101 class. Um, if it'll be at my shop. We have some dates up on our website. Um, check out ascreen.com um and and then basically the the print class I mean again like we're talking about fishing we're talking about golfing and all this stuff same thing with screen printing like I, I have a passion for this I've been doing it for a long time and now I feel like the next move almost like Josh feeling like he can guide now or he has the right to guide I feel like I have the right like after screen printing for 25 years I finally have the confidence to be like you know what I can teach this man I have something to offer people but it's not just the specifics and the like the technique of screen printing. It's also about like this round table conversation we're having right now about what it takes to, to see a, a business through to You know, we're, we're looking real, we're looking real close at hitting our year 20 mark, which well, is a big deal. for Exactly. Us, you know, because
0: like in your business screen printing, yeah. I mean, God, every 20 year old kid that buys a cricket think they're thinks they're making of bumper course. stickers and t-shirts now. And yeah, it's of like, of course, man, it's just, yeah. And it's, it, and it's great to have that
2: dream, yeah, but you know, You got to have that foundation and and really the passion for it. And and that's why you're saying, like, trust your gut on how you want to brand yourself, because a lot of the things I did in my business, um, like I remember in 2004, we'd read books about like, you know, rich dad, poor dad or like, you know, overnight success or like, you know, I I remember thinking for a long time, like I would read books like proper businesses. You don't become friends with your employees. There's a separation between church and state and employees and owners, you know, Yes. and I played that game for a long time and I lost a lot of good people because of that stance that I took. And I realized over time, just like we're talking about the fishing industry changing um, um, like business, like, dude, you can't run a five person screen shop the way you do an amazon location you know what i mean no or a walmart like listen i have to be these people's friends like we're Mm -hmm. like we're kind of in the trench quote unquote together like yes exactly just like at your shop because you're out there
0: you're out there running a machine the same way the same guy is when
2: it gets busy yep yep exactly so anyway in a nutshell that's what that print class is about it's called print therapy if anybody listening to the podcast is interested in learning about screen printing from a 25 plus year veteran the uh, dopest, check this out <laughs> no ab- I
0: absolutely and you know we talk about you know we're talking about this we're talking about therapy about building businesses and Let's building foundations oh, josh <laughs> heard the word therapy he's hey, tearing up
2: josh hey, we can take you to church but no. buddy
0: <laughs> but no i'm bringing <laughs> i'm bringing it back full circle now yeah. because bring it back to the fishing game right yeah look at the guys that are still relevant 30 years later true the kvds mm-hmm. the skeet reeses the Gerald Swindles, the Brandon Polonix, mm-hmm. the and now Jacob Wheeler, he hadn't been he's not that old, but he'll be one of them. Yeah, Dustin Connell anywhere, will be yeah. one of them. And the reason is because they built their business the right way. True. Yeah. They built it strong. They're not this flashy kid that just showed up on the seen and you know and then the next thing you know two years later nobody's heard of them yeah you know so
2: and we've seen those guys come yeah yeah i mean i mean they've won some big tournaments and then all of a sudden you just don't know where they're at and nothing against them hey listen if they're following their journey they're doing their thing and we don't know and of course there's a bunch of guys too you know like uh
0: back in uh 2007 so 2006 was the first year of the elite series Mm -hmm. because the first tournament they had on lake amistad yep ishman row won. yep well, the second Giant year, bags of fish yes. were being weighed in. The yep. second year, the first tournament of the year was an Amistad again, and it was won by Derek Remitz. Yep,
2: his first pro tournament. First
0: pro tournament, yep. he won the Elite Series. Then he goes to the next stop and finishes second. Yep. and come full circle, had this great tournament career. Now I think Derek might have had a few health problems yeah. and stuff along the way. He guides on Gunnersville. and now he guides on Gunnersville, yeah. dude. And yeah. it's you know, it, and it's just kind of you know, it makes you wonder like. What happened? I mean, you know, sure. not that hey, I don't think you did anything wrong. Like I said, I don't know if you had medical problems or whatever, but you know, here's a guy that shows up and just
2: takes the world by storm, and then all of a sudden, and and, and, and if you remember that tournament, did it with a different kind of class. Like I mean, yes. this guy was was flipping five pounders in the boat on fishing, you know, ledges and yeah. Amistad. Yeah, and with, from Minnesota with, or wherever he's from, almost like a Polynesic back yes. in the day, right? Like yes. came down to South Texas, put a whooping on our asses. And then net show, it was just rock solid, stone cold, like no mm-hmm. emotion in the boat, flipping 20 plus pounds in the boat every day. Yeah. And acting like it was like he was just out there, yeah. kid fishing. You know Act like I mean? you've been there. Yeah, exactly. Act like you've been there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, so just tying all that back to again, the fishing industry is changing. It's obviously oversaturated. The sponsorship things are changing. Um, but that shouldn't bring us down, I guess is what I'm bringing it to. Like, no, you no, shouldn't no. be like, oh, I, you know, you can carve a lane out. Just you got to play the long game at I, th- I think in this world that we're in nowadays, there's a lot of people here and there's, Hey, listen, let's not get into politics, but there's a lot more people coming too. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. And, and Hey, listen, at, at some, at some point my grandparents were on the wrong side of the border, you know, but it was before the days that there was the even a border. So that's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, but I, I'm just saying like, dude, don't be discouraged. Don't get mental problems. Don't like give up because there's 50 other podcasts that are doing better or you want to start a guide business and i mean how many guys off the top of your gu- head how many guides in the area where you guide
0: oh dude there's a ton i mean there's probably three or four
2: hundred. Oh my i mean you know what i mean so that didn't you know what i mean like if if i didn't have a passion for saltwater fishing and teaching people about saltwater fishing and i was just looking at a at a book about a good place to start a guide business saltwater that wouldn't be that one wouldn't of, be one of I them so that's that's what we're getting at yeah that's what we're saying but josh has roots there his family is from there like he's been fishing these waters Yep. Since he was knee high to Joe Slower. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh-huh. hey,
0: but no, but wrapping it all up, yep. I think we're going to try to get another guy on next week because he was telling us some. Apparently, there's a lot of juice in the business going on on the kayak, the kayak side, world. too. Yeah, we uh, need to get some a drama here. and some stuff. So
2: I'm hoping next week we can do a fishy business part two. And then also, we need to get some urban anglers in here. Yes. Some Westall Juniors and some some uh, pond hoppers some pond hoppers Uh, a guy named steven el Capitan on on, uh, instagram he calls himself the urban angler yes murders it you know catches five to eight pounders along the san antonio river maybe maybe he'll give you a glimpse of how yeah no for sure
0: (laughs) but yeah bring it all full circle to that absolutely
2: that'll be be a great one him and junior on the same podcast would be a a juicy we definitely need to do that
0: well guys let's wrap it up for the week and next week hopefully we'll have fishy business part number two Oh, come yeah. on, lighters.